welcome to True Crime IRL, true crime in real life. I'm your host, Kelly Barron's Brink. Welcome back to part three of Mary Smith's story. Mary was born into the horrific Irish Catholic mother and baby home system. She never met her mother, who was unwed at the time of her birth, and she didn't meet her brother until adulthood. Mary suffered tremendously, and the abuse and the trauma has shaped her entire life. In this third part of Mary's story, we're going to hear more about the process of finding her brother, Christy. And we're going to hear about her life as an adult recovering from trauma. Ireland is working on redress right now, but what they're doing to compensate survivors of these terrible facilities is minimal. Mary tells us about the process she's gone through with the redress board, and it's really a disaster, adding even more trauma for survivors like Mary. So here's part three of Mary Smith's story. You have the worst case of PTSD probably ever, ever. Do you get counseling? What does that mean? Um, it's post-traumatic. I don't believe in counseling. No. I don't, I don't believe in counseling. Because I went to one counselor for the redress board. I only met her four times. And because I wouldn't stay with her for, for a year, two years. Mm-hmm. She was from America. Mm-hmm. Her name was Leslie Schumacher. Mm-hmm. She sent up to the redress board. I was an alcoholic and I should be locked up. She said that you should be locked up. Yes, because I was an alcoholic. 49 pages she sent up to the redress board because I wouldn't stay for a year. I went to another another counsellor. Oh, I'll be able to learn from you. You're an orphan. I'll Uh. find out how you got on. Mary, oh. This one I was listening to. Counselor, these were counselors, and I had to go to another counselor then to get a letter from the redress board. After after those Leslie Schumacher, 49 pages, and I said to my solicitor, have a look at that. Wow. And I went down to my doctor, and my doctor sent her a letter. Mm-hmm. How dare you accuse my my patient of that? Mm-hmm. And I, I, that because I was post-traumatic stress that I should be locked up. Leslie Schumacher, she so said that. So just has to come, she was just coming to Ireland, but my doctor went for her. Mm. He sent her a letter, threatening mm-hmm. her. And this is what counsellors do to me. More stress. Well, yeah, I mean, you probably, yeah, you probably feel like you can't trust anybody because the people who were always no. supposed to be helping you ruined your life. So no, no, I didn't need, I didn't need to go to a counselor. No, for the redress board because I sat for six hours in front of the judge. Oh, okay. I didn't need to go. Okay. But I, don't, I thought I would. I don't, I don't believe in counsel. I don't blame you. I don't believe you. because they can't take your pain. I, yeah. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do if you you talk to them and you can walk back out again and they're getting paid for you yeah. for your heart? Exactly. No way. I don't believe in them. But that Leslie Schumacher, she was an American, was only over here, mm-hmm. and somebody says to me to go to I didn't want to go to because I don't believe in them. Mm-hmm. 49 pages, every second page, I was an alcoholic, and I, and I hate drink, detest drink. <laughs> and I, should, wow. I, should, I shouldn't get any money from the redress board. <gasps> I drink myself to death. I, I, only, I was only with her four times. Are you good? Four hours, four hours. I was only with her four hours. Speaking of redress, are you getting, have you, have you had any help from your, the Irish government? Anything? Are no, they helping I you? I sat in front of the judge, I sat in front of the judge six hours, been interrogated. Interrogated. So it's anyway, like. I'll tell you what happened about my brother. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I will get back to Bob, my brother. Yeah, tell me. So I was told to, he, I told my brother, I still have that letter. I showed it to him when you come over. Absolutely, um, yeah. And that dress, and um, I was told my brother was dead. Mm-hmm. So that was it. So with that, I don't know what possessed me. I had my birth cert, which I told you I found. Yeah. And uh, I went down one day. It's a place called here in Ireland, and it's called Joyce House. Joyce House, okay? Okay. And they do birth certs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what possessed me, Kaylee. Kaylee, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I got up one morning, and I did it on impulse. What I'm going to tell you next is going to freak you. <laughs> anyway, I went down, and I asked... I'm with my with my with my birth search, mm-hmm. and I says I'm looking for my mother. I had got my brother's birth search done. Mm-hmm. I don't know what age he was, and um, all I knew his name was Christopher Smith. So with that, anyway, I says to the lady in the 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 the, 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 the in set place, um, I says my mother. I don't know what my mother, I don't know who my mother is, and all, and I start crying because I was thinking of my mother, mm-hmm. and I says I'm looking for my my brother's birth so she says what, what's his date of birth I says I don't know yeah. I says he was taken from me and I, I, all I know I have a brother now at this stage Kaylee he's supposed to be dead don't forget mm-hmm. he's dead mm-hmm. and it's down in black and white from them things in collars the criminals as well mm-hmm. so anyway I went down and I'm looking so the woman says to me um, I'll tell you what she says i show you how to look for it and on top of all the files the red files she took down a book and she says, I'll tell you, I'll show you this one. And she showed it to me. She said, this is how you look for, the, for example, the Smiths. She opened up, she didn't even ask for the year. She just opened it up and up at the top comes Christopher Smith Cock. No. I said, that couldn't be my brother. Now I said, Cork is the biggest county in Ireland. Right. So I, I said, there's my birth search. I said, the mother's name is Eileen Smith. And she took us and went back, and in 10 minutes she came back, and she had my brother's birth cert in her hand. Wow. Oh. She had my brother's birth cert in her hand in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. It was meant so, to be for you to find that. 10 minutes. Yeah. Sorry? I said that was meant to be. You, that was fate that you, you were supposed to what, find that. What's going to, be happen, what's going to happen next is going to freak you. Oh, man. Now, I'm saying, after I get my brother's birth cert, I decided I go to a place called the Salvation Army. Ever love you heard of them? Yeah. They they help people find people, and not alone that they were in England. And I was thinking, well, there's only one way I'll be able to find my brother now without his birth cert. I'll be able to go to England. Yes. And send it to England. So I'm walking down the road, and this man who was very very famous on the radio at the time, and his name was Jerry Ryan. Mm-hmm. And there he was. Walking down the road with his kids. Oh. With me with the birth cert in my hands. Mm-hmm. And I went up to him and I says, Jerry, can I speak to you for a minute? And he says, what is it? And I told him. I said, I was in these industrial schools, etc. And I said, there's my brother's birth cert. I don't know where he is. And he gave me a number of someone. And he told me to ring her because he was going to put me on the radio. Okay. And for the first time in my life, I spoke to somebody about my past. Wow. And it was Joan Tosney. And I was bawling, crying my heart oh, out. Yeah. And I couldn't stop. And I was supposed to talk, telling her that I'm going to look for a brother. But I'm telling her about myself, because I never spoke to anybody. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Jerry had me on the radio after. 
And um, he says, he says to me, I, I was actually the first person to talk about the industrial schools and down to them places. Because when I was on the, Jerry was a barrister and he, you know, he was very intelligent. You know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So when I was after giving out the day surprise, he said, "I didn't. I can't forget the day I met you on the street." Oh, yeah. And I said, "And I said that's correct. That the birth set to my hand." Mm-hmm. So anyway, he said after giving out Christie's day surprise, he says, "Mary, he says, um, what happened? In the, where were you? Where's your mother?" I said, "I don't know where my mother is." He says, "How come you don't know where your mother is?" I said, "I don't know where she is." Mm-hmm. And I says. Because Jerry, I says, as a child, I says, I was walking, scrubbing floors. He says, what do you mean you were scrubbing floors? In them places were called industrial schools. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. You mean to say you never went to school? And I said, no. And then I said, I was locked up in this other place in case I got pregnant for a boy, mm-hmm. an institution. But he was dragging it out of me. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to stay underage or too long. Right. So I says, Jerry... I says, um, I'm underage to find my brother. He says, well, then, would be nice. We'll leave it in the hands. I says, I'll leave it in the hands of God. Yeah. That's where I put it to him. Yeah. To get off the radio. Okay, gotcha. So anyway, a couple of days later, this girl came up to me. She was from RT. Mm-hmm. That's the radio station here in Ireland. Oh, okay. And she says, how would you like, how, oh, by the way, um, so two or three people from Newmarket who knew Christy before he was locked up contacted the radio. No way. And um, they, yeah, they remembered Christy very well. People that went to school with him, oh. they were very distraught. Yeah. And um, that his sister was on looking for him mm-hmm. because they remember him being taken away. Wow. As a child because he got very close. Mm-hmm. Even though he was in Besborough for, what, three years. Yeah. But, gran- but my grandmother insisted taking him out. Because he was in another baby, as you would call him, mother and baby home as well. Yeah, yeah. So I thought the chambers to call. Anyway, yeah. Next thing, I went down to Cork with Joan Tosney, and we met this man who who went to school with Christy, and he was telling me all about Christy was like, mm-hmm. and he said how Christy. Oh no, we were going down to look for my brother. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Joan Tosney says, "How would you find? How would you like to come down to Cork to find your brother?" And I says, there's no way to satisfy my brother in Cork. Because like, Cork was the biggest county in Ireland. Right, right. Impossible. Right. So we were supposed to be into a hotel down there, the Imperial Hotel. And then we met um, a fella from Newmarket, who was Raymond O'Sullivan, who was in school with Christy. Mm-hmm. So we met in a pub and he was telling us what Christy was like. And he says, he, how Jack Smith, my grandfather, loved him. And, you know, we he didn't know where he came from because he... He wasn't a baby there, like, you know, he, he just right. came. They all thought he was Jack, Jack, Jack Smith's adopted him. Oh, Because okay. he was very dark as well. He was very foreign looking. Yeah. And they all thought he was, you know, Jack Smith, because Ireland Smith, you know the way it is, they didn't want people to know that he was an unmarried mother. Right. So they all they thought was, um, Jack Smith had adopted him. Okay. Because they loved him. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's gone. So Raymond is telling me all this. So he says to me, as far as I know, I think they put your mother into a mental home. What is this? He said, because there's a woman and she was walking up in the Lee Road, a mental home. And they often mentioned that there was a fella up there, that's where he put it to me, and his name is Christopher Smith and he's very foreign looking. Foreign looking? No what was, uh, 
fun. My mother, my grandmother was sorry. My my brother was very fun looking. Okay. In other words, he had dark. If I, if I showed you a photograph from that boy, I then yep. I saw that weight. Yeah. He was very dark. His dark skin as well. Was his was but, the father uh, for, Irish or? Well, I don't know his father. I don't know who my own father is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who my own mother is. Don't mind. I don't yeah. even know who my mother is. Don't yeah. mind my father. I'm Christian right. either for that matter. Right. But that's what he was saying anyway. There was a man up there in the mental home mm-hmm. and he was in the, about in his 40s, the 40s. Mm-hmm. And he was very foreign and he didn't even know who his mother is. He says that he was in, in, in an industrial school. That's yeah. all he kept saying. Mm-hmm. And he says, I think you're, that's your brother. Okay. So okay. anyway, when I was down there, I, w- I was taught that my mother was in the Magdalene Laundry. Mm-hmm. the Maglum Laundry is only 10 minutes away from the mental home mm-hmm. they're all on top of each other right. that's, that's why I call so many lockups and cock yeah a lot anyway so I went up to the Maglum Laundry with Joan Tarsley and I went up looking and the woman that was there the nun was the caller she said to me we had an awful job with you when we came in oh yeah I said, I was just wondering because I was looking for an island smith here Mm-hmm. Because it's a possibility she could be here. Yep. And he says, Oh, I'm going for my dinner. He says, We had an awful job when you come in here. I said, What do you expect? Says, I've been locked up here. Exactly. Oh, she, she says, Come back in about an hour's time. Yeah. And with that, I went up and she was waving a paper. Uh-huh. And all the other women were still, and the other women remembered me as well. Yeah. And she's waving the paper. And now Joan Charles, the girls with me, had to get counseling. Mm. But then that one day that she was with me was so distraught mm-hmm. at what she saw. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, seemingly, I went back up and the, the nun, whatever you call her, the criminal was waving a paper. Mm-hmm. And I says to Joan, that's my mother, she's there. Aww. She's there, I says. So she held in the paper in her hand and she said, do you know besides the, your mother, your mother is not here, but where she is, she's a patient in our lady's mental home which is up 10 minutes from here, oh. and was brought in by Willem O'Callaghan. Oh, my gosh. And he said, you were the only one, the only one that whose name was beside her. Oh. A patient in our lady's hospital brought in by Willem O'Callaghan. Mm. She gave me the She gave it to me. She said, there it is, Willem O'Callaghan. There's a cruelty man brought her in. Wow. We went up, and I says to Joan, I said, I think my, I think my brother's here. Mm-hmm. And Joan says, yes, I think so as well. Wow. It's like as I was brought there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I went up to the mental home and there was this man come down the white coat. He said, what are you looking for? And I says, I went up and I says, I'm just wondering, is there an island smith here? Mm-hmm. And he says, there was, but she's dead. Oh. Now, so as I'm here, there's my my brother's birth certificate. I want to check to see if my brother here. Mm-hmm. He said, you have been looking, haven't you? And I says, yes. He says, because it was on the paper as well. Oh, okay, okay. And he's, I had it on the paper. Yeah. And I says, why didn't you answer me? And then he says to me, you know your brother was never certified. He said, I think he was brought in by a farmer. He said, he's not a bit like you. But I, oh yeah, he told me that the man that was, should, should have been on was off that day, wouldn't have told me. Oh. He said, you're lucky I'm on today because the man that usually was on would have told you that your brother wasn't here. Oh, so many lies. But he said, you're entitled to know. You are, you so, were. anyway, I went... So he said, I think a farmer brought him in, but all I know, he was never certified. Mm. And he should never be here. That's what the man said. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he says, um, 
got a lump, load of keys. And Christy, my brother, was in a basement for 22 years. No, a basement? Locked just in a basement. In a basement for 22 years. Yeah. Did he have health problems he, or something? Or I saw. No, no, no. What happened was. When he was taken off his mother, he yeah. was up to oh yeah, he was put into the courts at six years of age mm-hmm. when my mother got pregnant on me. Mm-hmm. Then he was put into Greenmount. Then he was put into industrial school. Then he was put into open industrial school where he was constantly raped. Oh no! When he was eighteen years of age, yeah, he was found homeless, and down in his church. I could show it if you wish. Mm-hmm. He was locked up in a mental home because he was a danger to himself and others because he was homeless. Because he was homeless. And he was homeless because, because of what happened to him. him. And, and yeah. yet they took his home at six years of age and they put him into a mental home brought in by the guards because he was homeless and he was a danger to himself and others because he was homeless. Wow. And oh. that's why he put him into a mental home. That's terrible. And that's where he lands in a mental home. His whole life locked up. Poor, and poor, I tried poor in vain to get him out of there. And I had this so-called partner. I had water court. And the partner used to abuse me in every way. Willie Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And I had water court because I got Christy. Because the solicitor said to me, your brother was never certified. So we can get them. He said, when your brother gets out of there, and we can sue for millions. And Willie Dorothy, the fellow was with, attacked the solicitor because of the letter. That the, what the, what's called your woman sending from, what's called? Oh. Uh, Leslie Schumacher. Yes. Leslie Schumacher. Yep. Sent in to the same solicitors. And that's why he attacked him. Mm. Because she, he, he didn't send it in, but it was another solicitor sending in that, the, um, what's called that, um, that, that I was an alcoholic. And I yeah. said, it wasn't him. So after that, I had to get a different solicitor and he started abusing the other solicitor. Mm-hmm. So, so when yeah. him, so but then I went to the medical council to remove the shrink for keep holding on to Christy. Okay, good. and he put Christy. That's when he put Christy on death row, and he wasn't allowed any food, <gasps> and he was starved to death. What? And fifteen years ago, he was starved to death, and I mean because the shrink, I wouldn't let him go, Morgan, and I, I because I was making the papers and everything. And he wanted to cover it all up, but Willie Darty didn't help me because Willie Darty mm-hmm. was, was interfering all the time. But it turned out that because I went to the medical council and on the 3rd of February 07, I went down and a man told me down there, you know why Christy was getting thinner and thinner. All ambulance were stopped. Mm. He wasn't allowed to drop of water. He wasn't allowed to drop of food and oh. no food. That is a and I, miserable and when I went down, Christy kept on saying, help me, save me, save me, I'm dying, help me. Oh. I was writing the papers, your man up at the park in Dublin, mm-hmm. sorry, here at the President of Ireland, mm-hmm. Mr. Higgins knows about him. Yeah. Everybody knew about Christy. Anyway, um, on the 15th of February, 07, mm-hmm. every ambulance I called was refused. And every time I went down to see Christy, they were giving him drugs and he was drugged out his head. Mm-hmm. And he kept on, help me, help me, I'm dying. I'm dying, I'm sa- save me, I'm dying, I'm doing my penance. And he was just thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. Mm. And I've all the photographs, his head was still open, he wasn't allowed into a hospital. Wow, wow. Anyway, on the 15th of February 07, I went up with two friends of mine in Tala, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I called an ambulance and it was refused. And the next day I was told Christy was dead. Oh, Miriam, so and sorry. It went, it went to the DPP and a solicitor by the name of John Brosnan contacted the DPP not to prosecute anybody. And to this day, I'm still trying to get justice for Christy. Yeah. And even um, your man does a late later, he knows as well. Yeah. Because I met him at the railway station <laughs> 10 days before Christy was dead. Mm-hmm. And I asked him to save Christy's life. And I said, Christy's been starved to death. And I said, he's illegally there. He was, he was locked up because he was homeless. Mm. And we darted to it again. And it was dead 10 days later. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. So a whole life. And so not alone am I carrying my heart, mm-hmm. carrying my mother's heart, my brother's heart. Yes. You are having and a I'm lot just of a broken, 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 broken woman. Oh, no counsel would take that away. No, what you're right. take that away is if they got that, if they would only get justice. Because then people who killed my brother are still alive today. Yep. Yeah. They're yeah. all still alive today. Them people in Sarsfield's caught in cock. Yeah. And I don't know how many, that's why I did that song out. And it's also on YouTube. And you see me on YouTube trying to save my brother's life. So no one helped me in my entire life. Is you, you are the strongest woman I think I've ever met. You are so strong. I don't think so because I was taken out of the canal. Mm-hmm. My flat went on fire. I was six stories up. I took an overdose. I had to sign a letter from my doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Donahue. He says, Mary, if you're gone, they have won. I want you to sign that you not take any more overdoses mm-hmm. because they have won. Yeah. And I want to give him my word. Only for that, I wouldn't be here. Well, you've... And he says, you keep going. Yeah. Only for that, I've been gone only for my doctor. Because mm-hmm. my doctor even gave that doctor, even when when, when that letter was gone into the, the, the redress, she, she, my doctor even wrote a letter to the counsellor. How dare you speak about my, my patient, that she's an alcoholic, etc., etc. Good for and him. Stand, you, know, you know what? Yeah, Good for I him. He stood no, up but for you. My doctor. She, she was only, what, 21 years of age. Oh, jeez. She's only had to come over to Ireland. I oh, wow. only met her four times. She's still a kid. She's gone to be an alcoholic because I wouldn't stay with her two years. That's terrible. Terrible. I don't believe in counseling. I don't believe in any counseling. Don't believe in them at all. I don't blame you. I wouldn't I'm either if I were you. No, no. The only reason why I went, Kaylee, because I thought you need them for the redress board and I right. didn't. Right. And even at the redress board, I won't go into details, they were trying to make up I sat in front of the judge and they were trying to make up that I went to an all-Irish school because of the solicitor again because I reported it to, I reported the solicitor mm-hmm. to the law society not the Carthage Connell but Tony Hanno oh because what because what I won't I won't go into details about that but I sat in front of the judge for 12 6 hours yeah and I was well able for him. I was I was the only woman in the room oh gosh I didn't care I, you know yeah. And they were trying to make up that I went to an all-Irish school. I can't even speak Irish. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I, I report, I reported the, the solicitor, mm-hmm. not Carter's Connor, but Tony Hanno, to the Law Society. Because mm-hmm. I went down there to sign a statement. And he said to me, he said, one of the people in there says, oh, um, that'll have to go to Cork now because you're not living in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Know what they were going to do? Yeah. Are you ready for Kay? Yeah, yeah. They were going to get, once I've signed that, get my records, they'd go up to the redress and set and keep the money and I would have known nothing. What? They did it to loads of people. 
Oh, the corruption. And I went to the North Society and I asked them in the North Society, why would Hannah Hose want to take a statement from me and then not want to know me after that? Mm-hmm. And I said to Tony Hannah, and I said to the I said, the solicitor, I said, did the Law Society go to you? Ken Murphy go to you? And he said, yes. And that's why they were trying to make up a whole heap of lies to me up in the redress board as well. Mm. And that's why they sent in that report. Wow. Um, see, I was a player yeah. all the time. I had one above them all the time. Even the shrink was afraid of me. Oh, my goodness. You're, you're... That's why he killed Christy. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And I was the one as well that started the Magdalene Laundress. Yeah, yeah. And I, I start out in, out in UCD. I started the whole thing off with the Magnum Laundress. Yeah. And I got the apology from Enda Kenny. That apology would not have came along only for me. I had, it was, there was, what you call it, at the time, in 2008, I was in about 2010. Yeah. Uh, all, he wasn't going to apologise. And it was all over Sky News. It was on BBC. And a load of cameras came over and I just talked to the whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I was on every paper, all televisions. And after that, then he came along and he apologised. Oh, good. That's a big, not because he wasn't going to apologise. And only for me, only for me, mm-hmm. speaking on to the, the cameras and, and over, gone over. Yeah. Getting the cameras to come over. Good for you. Easy. Yeah, good yeah, for you. You've got to be loud and tell your story and get, yeah. But I mean, an apology. No, no, but not one, them, not one of them women ever thanked me. No. The Magdalene Oranges. Oh. Not. Well, they just abuse me to the hilt. Oh, you want the limelight? No, this kind uh, No, what's the limelight going to do for you at this point? You know? Yeah. I, I don't want to be associated with the Magnum Law. No. I only want to justice, get justice from my brother. Yes, I, I, I never, agree. I never went to school. Mm-hmm. But well, I'm just saying, as regards that song, that you have it now... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna put the song on now. I, 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 um, after I do an interview, I edit it and I put music in and stuff, and I'm gonna put the clip in. So, when did you write this song, Mary? I tell you, this is this is weird, and I tell if I if I was to show you something to freak you, I when I went with my brother first, I took a photograph from, and that was in the nineties. 1990 when I found him, okay? Mm-hmm. And this photograph I had, and I have in this photo, I'll send it on to you. I'll send it on to you. Yes, yes, yep. And when I did this photo, when I done the photograph, I thought I'd send on two photographs, the same photograph, but my, pho- but Christie's photograph is that drawn, lightened up, that that photo, so I didn't on that photo thing. Yeah. But I was doing the guitar, because I could play the tin whistle, I, n- I never learned music in my life, and Christie was a powerful, powerful, powerful singer. Oh, my brother, no. he was very brainy, very brainy. Hmm. His memory never left him, Katie. Do you know what he told me? And I gave it to the police. He said when he was in Upton Industrial School, he said two brothers used to come in, bring him into the office. One was brother Joe O'Brien mm-hmm. and brother Dalton, and they used to rape him. Oh, and the other what? Used to look and he's come out with a sore hole. Oh, my God. And I said, Christy, did this happen often? Very often. Come was, and the other brothers would look on. He was frequently raped by the priests there then. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The things in the habits that they were called Christian brothers. Christian. Mm-hmm. Criminals again. Criminals, and he said, yeah. constantly raped by them. Oh, I'm And so he said he was constantly raped by them. Yeah. And then, because he was homeless, he was put to a mental home. Yeah. Um, so to find your mother, to find your mother and your brother in a mental home under one day. 
That's so sad. I'm so sorry for everything you've gone through. And then to top it up, to make matters worse, I found my mother in a mass grave. Yeah, that's... And I spent 10 hours daily in that mass grave. I didn't want... In that graveyard, I didn't want to leave. I wanted to die there. Yeah, I can... I bet you did. It was the nearest I got to my mother. Yeah. I'm... But that woman suffered. But she suffered. And I tell you something, I saw a vision. And no child could make it up. I saw a vision as a child. I don't know what age I was, but all I know was coming into the winter. And I knew the time of the age was the month of August. And when I got her death search, she died the 11th of August when I was 12. Mm-hmm. It must have been her I saw that night. Mm. A child couldn't make it up. I could make it up if you tried. No. I saw a vision. I believe you. I yes. couldn't make up. No, a child, I didn't know what a vision was. Yeah. And I did, I saw a big, big white, white floating. Right. And it was around August. And it must have been my mother. I don't know. I'm not saying it was, but it's just a coincidence. And I found a death certificate. Yeah, I bet it was. And I don't know what age it was. I don't know what age it was, but I was in front of Kilkin Justice School when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but anyway, how I got that song came along, I was just strumming the guitar and I was just banging away with the chords and just a few songs, something like, um, I'm the voice of my mother, something like that. I'm the voice of my mother's pain. Something was coming into my head like that. Mm-hmm. And I started singing the song. A song started coming together. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, no, there was another girl by the name of Mary Donovan. I know the year of her, and she's trying to look for siblings. Oh, Mary and Donovan? She, her mother was in, yeah, her mother was in the mental home as well. Yes, yes. Did you interview her? I Not yet, I'm going her to, mother, though. Yeah, but her mother was in a mental home as well. And I was doing this for the two of our mothers because we were in a mental home. And it was called the Proud Mary's song. Oh. So then I said, Mary has a mother. Mary had a family. So oh. then I said, how could, because the, the lyrics don't add up. So then I changed to, I am my mother's child. Yeah. Because for the simple reason, they tell us we're nobody's child. Or we, 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 had, not, we had no mothers. Yeah. We were nothing. So I was really the voice of my mother. So anyway, I'm playing away at the guitar, and um, next thing, a song came out of me, and then I put it on a tape recorder, and the fellow that was teaching the guitar, I went down, I met him by accident, and I've seen him for two or three years, and I said, John, you know what, I'm after writing the song. He says, why don't you give me here? You see, that could be an anthem for people who are them places. You see, why don't you make a record? I said, there's no way. So he recorded it, and it didn't come out too well. So somebody then, that guy that was first ringing me there, said, why don't you put it into um, a studio and I put it into a studio and I got it done that was only two months ago oh really and, um, oh. Into, so look at 22 months well you know what you've already and, had a few thousand views on it so people are really liking it well, I don't know but maybe it would be good if it was something the real reason I want to get it done I wanted to get what to call um, um, I wanted to get it on the radio because mm-hmm. if I got that out on the radio that I might get justice for Christy. Yes. That's what the whole idea. I mean, mother as well. In, in other words, I didn't, in other words, Kaylee, sit down and, and say, I'm going to write a song. It right. just happened. That's like when I found my brother. Amazing. Way, it just happened. It just it, happened. It, I didn't sit down and plan it. Yep. So, and then it all happened to go on what to call and I met this guy by axe as well. The fellow that fell it up, you know, um, that put up on John Ayers, the fellow that put up on YouTube. I met him by accident as well in town the same week. Oh, wow. And I said, John, you know what? I'm after having a writing a song. He says, give it to me, I'll put it up on YouTube. I said, are you serious? 
The same week I wrote I met John Ayres. And he's the guy, if you look up on the Irish Church and State Genocide, you've got to look at this, Irish Church and State Genocide, part okay. one, two and three, you see me searching and how I searched and how Christie was started. You see photographs of his head spread open. You see everything. Oh, else. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write this down. Irish Ir- Church and State Genocide. Irish Church and State Genocide, part one, two and three. Okay. I'm telling you nothing about myself. This is just specifically what happened to my brother. And you see the people who I went to, you see how Christy was tortured, and you see how, how he wasn't allowed food. You see everything on it. Good, and you okay. See even date, and you see photographs, papers, all the papers I went to. Yes. And, you, and, and I know what hurts me when people you tell, oh, you're told it very well professionally, but they never think of the hurt and the trauma that you are fighting to, to oh. find your brother's life. And to this day, I can't have peace. On, and these people still walk in the streets after murdering my brother. Locked well, up because he was homeless. I'm all the way in America. I don't know that I'll be able to help a lot, but I am going to try my best. And I am going to put it on YouTube and put it on my podcast and try to get people to listen. And Even the lyrics of the song is very strong. Yes, they're very moving. The lyrics, they, yeah, and it's the truth. It's like it's like telling a story in it a song. Yeah, I don't know how I done it. And I tell you what, Kayla, for someone I never went to school, as I told you, yeah. I don't know where it came from. No, I was told, and Christy was very intelligent as well. Yeah. I was told by barristers, doctors, consultants, I could have been anything. Yeah, I believe. I, could, it. I was told by consultants. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I mean, how did I survive this world on my own? Oh, it was I know, and you're you're very. Can you imagine determined. having no family? I know. I, I can't. It's not that I'm determined. I have no choice. Right. Right. I have no choice. Right. I shouldn't be in this situation at all. You're right. You're born into I mean, it. I hold, I hold. I mean, imagine never not knowing any mothers, oh, suffering from the day I was born, suffer, suffer, suffering from every day of my life. You, you I have know nothing but suffering. You, you have suffered. So much. When I get to Dublin, Mary, it's going to be in September, at the end of September, but let's go have coffee, okay? Or Definitely. or tea, or whatever you drink. <laughs> You'll meet Mary Donovan. I'm going to, I don't have any plans yet. Mary Donovan and I are going to do the same thing we're doing now over a call. Um, so I'm going to meet yeah. her online, and then... Cloda and I did the video. Uh, so, but yeah, I hope to meet everybody while I'm over there. I was, I was hoping to do this. I, was, I thought that came across with Cloda very well, too. Oh, thank you like, so um, much. It came across very well. And then it was, as a matter of fact, just by accident, I saw on yeah, YouTube, somebody was saying on Facebook, and I saw it. And that's why I wanted to contact you with the hope that we, we you might be able to bring all this out yes. over there. And the more the people that we're bringing out, because I don't like the people in Ireland doing it, but the more people in America and places like that. Yes. You know, because something has to, something has to snap yes. for this to come out. Yep. Especially my brother. I agree. Because these people are still alive. You don't forget, it's only 15 years ago. And your man up in the park, I know you don't live in America, but you often heard of Mr. Higgins. Yes. President of Ireland. He even knows what my brother been starved to death. Wow. wow. He even knows. And if you see that on YouTube, you see the president before you call him. I don't believe in presidents are all hypocrisy. Mary, Mary, what's it called? Um, Mary McAleese, 
probably heard of her. Mm-hmm. I even went to her. You'll see me talking to her. You'll see me actually on the video talking to her. You'll oh. see me in a photograph telling her. Okay. So I, I went everywhere. I mean, Christy would maybe have been locked up his entire life for being just for being born. Yeah. And my brother for having children. Yeah. I mean, that's criminal. It is. That is criminal. And and, and you should call that what we call the, the torture chambers. It's a torture chamber. For sure. The, yes. the torture chambers. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and another thing, I was the one that started the Magdalene Laundries and I get no thanks for whatsoever from none of it. Oh. None of them. Only for me bringing out the Magdalene Laundries, they would have never came out. Yeah, yep. And my brother got long dead. Yeah. And I get no thanks for nobody. And no one helped me with my brother. Even when he was dead, I'd go down and, and cock up my own and bury my own brother. No, but not one person to help me. No, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, Right and now... I find me, yeah. my mother and a brother in a mental home together. I know. Well, is there anything else you want to say to my listeners? Just, you know, any place you... I'm going to direct them to your song and tell them to go look at that on YouTube. But um, if you have any final words for anybody, why don't you let me know any words of wisdom or well, anything? I just want to tell them. I just want to say, if anybody's listening to this, remember, the Catholic Church are not the Catholic Church. They are not religious it's just a form of money racket what they really are are criminals anybody to take anybody's children off them to make children work to torture children to mentally and physically destroy them that's criminal they actually wore habits and collars and man in rome especially are living 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 very high life in other words, riches in the world, yet they say God is poor. Think what I'm saying. They say God is poor, but yet they're the richest people in the world. And how are they so rich? Out of making people suffer. Because what they really are, are criminals. Oh. 100% criminals. Well said, Mary. Man, it's true, they are criminals. And they're put on a fancy dress, make up they believe in God, and, and all they want is their wine and their plenty money. And why their money for you? Go into the church. When they go into the church, what are they doing? Collecting. Why are they collecting for themselves? Yep. There's people on the streets homeless. Exactly. And they're going into church to collect. Yeah. And what they do, they make people suffer a lifetime. All because of money. And they're not alone now. What about the babies down in tune that are buried? And they also bury babies. The, the 800 babies are, are buried in tune. And who buried them? The church. No, not the church. The criminals that the fancies were, that they, they call themselves the church. They call themselves, but they're not. They're criminals. Definitely, 100%. If they did, they wouldn't talk to children. They wouldn't mentally and physically talk to children and take our mothers, take our homes, take our families and leave us with nothing. Yeah. And also my song, um, we'll also add to that as well because yes. it's got to do with the same thing. Oh yeah. The song comes under that remit. Yep. Obviously, as a matter of fact, the song was written for my mother. Oh. I yeah. am my mother's child and for Christie as well. Yes. And myself, it was written for the for song. Yeah. And it was horrific and I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough on behalf of my mother on behalf of Christy, my brother, who was starved to death, not alone that, who never lived. My brother was born, but he never lived. On the day he was born, he was tortured, raped, locked up and drugged up and left to die. 
Ugh. My mother, two children taken off her. Mary. And she was left up and raped. <laughs> that makes me cry. Again. I've cried so much during this interview. I, I'm just, oh my goodness. I, I, well, I've cried so much. I didn't want to break down crying because yeah, you were doing the interview because... It's okay. You know, <laughs> it's okay. I, would, I, did, I did it before. I did it before. And I, you know, I want for your sake not to do it. No, it's... You know, because I, I've been crying so much every uh, day, every day. I know, okay. I asked myself, why was I born for? Why was I born? Why was I born to suffer so much? And Christy, my brother, as well. I'm broken-hearted, broken-hearted. I hope, so I hope... So we'll talk again. We'll talk soon, and, uh, yes. one day, before I leave this world, that I get justice for my brother. I hope you get that too, That's and I, all, I think it's you terrible will. Thing to, it's a terrible thing to say that I'm living for that. What I should be living for is my family. And my children and my home. Yeah. I thought I should be living like anybody else. Yeah. As Thomas Stoneham and it took even took him away, my husband to be away as well. <laughs> took everything from me. Yes. Oh, everything. Oh. Even Thomas Stoneham was taken away from me. Yeah. I wish I could give you a big hug right now, Mary. <laughs> uh, ah, you're beautiful. You look after yourself. Okay. And thank you so much. Thank you so Thanks much. For everything. Thank you, Mary. And we'll I will touch again. And good luck with your podcast, and thanks for doing that on behalf of my mother and my brother for giving them a voice. You're a very voice welcome. Never had on this earth. You're very welcome. Way, Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this three-part special on Mary Smith, survivor of the Catholic Church Mother and Baby Homes in Ireland. I'll be posting additional information at truecrimeirl.com. If you want links to Mary's song and more information on what's happening in Ireland right now with the Catholic Church and these institutions, again, you can go to truecrimeirl.com for more information. Thanks for listening. I've got a lot more episodes coming up about the subject, a lot of interesting survivor stories, and you're not going to want to miss any of it. So I will see you guys soon. And until next time, lock your doors, people. Bye-bye. True Crime IRL is written, produced, and hosted by Kelly Barron's Brink. Please subscribe to True Crime IRL wherever you get your podcasts and consider leaving a five-star review. Go to truecrimeirl.com for more information. Support the show by becoming a Patreon donor. Go to patreon.com slash truecrimeirlpodcast. You can also support the show by leaving a tip in the TCIRL tip jar. Go to truecrimeirl.com and click on the donate button or buy merch in the TCIRL merch shop truecrimeirl.com slash merch. Watch True Crime IRL on YouTube at youtube.com slash kellybrinktv. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at truecrimeirl, all one word. True Crime IRL theme music is produced by the captain at True Crime Garage. Hi everybody. Hi, everybody. This is Bo. And this is Adam. Thank you for listening to our mom's podcast, True Crime IRL. If you're obsessed with murder shows like your mom, you can support the podcast by going to Patreon and becoming a member. Just go to patreon.com slash podcast. It helps your mom pay all the bills and buy us new shoes. Lock your doors, people! Just lock them. Bye-bye.